Get a Job in Tech, episode 159. Thank you very much for listening to us. I really appreciate it. I come across a website before, it was a couple, yesterday actually, and they talked about the, there's like a personality test. So there's a personality test to determine what someone, what type of personality someone has. And I thought about it, well, it's a really good idea actually. I haven't taken the uh, personality test, but it does actually point a question out there that some to, to understand, such as in, in tech, in IT, you have different personalities in IT and tech. You have the, you say, the, the one who just wants to do just a bare minimum. You have those out there. You have the individuals who they want to do everything, okay, and they want to do everything perfect, let's say. Those are two different people. They want to do everything. They also have people that want to do everything perfect. And then they they don't understand sometimes that it doesn't really matter in some cases if they do more or less. The more work they do, the more work is given to them. Some people don't understand that actually in tech. And and so they, they, they wonder sometimes like, why doesn't this person do these things? So maybe it's something like, for, for example, for example, why doesn't a company purchase the lower cost servers? Why do they go with, say, let's say a company, I don't know the company, right? Versus the company that has the servers for Facebook. Why don't they do that? Why, don't, why, don't, why do they go with the Dell or HP versus a company that has the servers for Facebook? What's the reason? Not sure. And sometimes they're frustrated. I'm like, hey, the, let's go with this company who's a better quality, lower price than the Dell or the HP. Well, sometimes it comes down to the, a lot of times actually, it comes down to relationship. The relationship between the purchasing, the person person purchasing the actual servers from the company, for the company, and the person selling it. A lot of times it comes down to that. The This person's talked to me a lot, and, and that's a, that that's essentially what happens a lot of times. There are, there are personality traits that you can, so, so how somebody looks, how, how one person looks, how they present themselves says a lot about their personality. Do they have a mustache? Do they not have a mustache? Do they have long hair? Do they have short hair? Do they have big earrings? Do they have small earrings? Do they have uh, watches? Do they have uh, jewelry on like bracelets or whatnot? Is everyone in the office have a suit? Is there one person that has a suit? What are the expressions on their face? Are they mad? Do they, do they just see right through you? Are they glazed over eyes? Are they uh, happy, j- joyful persons? You know, are you new? You come in the office new? You're a new hire, let's say. Are they, are they threatened by you? Do you present yourself as being a threat? Meaning, if you're too, if you're too much of a, see, really it depends on the company, let's say, right? So in my, in, in my uh, what's the word? In my experience, when you walk into the government contract, let's say government work, and it's it's stateside, it's not overseas, it's stateside. When you walk into stateside, you're walking to an area where some of these people have been there five, six, seven, ten years. So you're a new personality that they have to deal with, in a, in a better sense of words. Perhaps they've been working with, say, five people, and they bring a new person in, and they're like, wait a minute. Are, why are we spending more money? I thought the company wanted to get wanted to lower costs, but what they don't understand is in the government sector, 
the contract says they have to have X amount of people and whatever the contract says they have to do bottom line. So it might've been un, unknown, unknown to them. The company might've had a contract deal where they say, okay, Hey, we're going to have, we're going to hire one more FT, FTE full-time employee. And maybe the people there don't know it. And so they feel a, a kind of a certain way about that. The, there are people in IT who just like, they're just there. They're there to work. They do their job, just their bare minimum to get by and they go home. They don't have a computer. They don't have anything. They're not, they don't do IT at home. They don't really care to do it. They do enough at work there. There are people like that, but believe that there are hundred percent. There are people like that. So if you're, you're a person, I'll just pinpoint this to, to the government side. If you're a person and, and your personality or who you are is to come in and, and do a lot of stuff and figure out stuff like that. You, you want to just curtail that a little bit when you go to a, like a government contract, let's say, right? Think of the government as, think of yourself when you go to work for a government as if you're a, if you're an extrovert, let's say, if you're an extrovert and you want to do all these things, oh, go, go, right? Do all these things. Like when you go to a, a job in the government, the best thing to do is to be an introvert at work. Only speak when spoken to, pause a lot when you talk. Don't talk really loud, uh, very fast. Blah, blah, blah. Just say they ask a question. Think about it one second, okay, and then just give a give a nice, calm answer, a nice slow answer, in a very formidable tone, so that it appears as though you're smart, and you know what you're talking about. This will basically, <laughs> what's the word? They they won't know where you're coming from. Like, where's this person coming from? Either they think you're slow or they think, oh, this person's really smart. You know, and that's a, really, that's a, a good idea actually to do uh, anytime you work in the, in the, in the government sector like that, because, you know, you don't, you don't know. You don't know those people. They could be talking behind your back. You just don't know. And unless you're like very, very, you have a lot of, Let's say if it's your first contract, definitely, you know, if the first time you've done that and you don't really have a backup plan, you don't have any other skills to go out and get another job, let's say, just play that, just really take, take care of that, take care of that. And, and don't give all your best ideas at, at once. Just keep them in your back pocket. Okay. Keep in your back pocket because you got to understand, right? I think something about the government you're not there to fix the problem. If they wanted to fix the problem, they would hire someone some entity or whatever to come in and just fix the problem they don't want that they want to just maintain hey we're just here we're just here to get a a paycheck and to the company anyway they're they're here to get a paycheck and they're they're there to serve the company a customer if you will you're there to do both you're there to get a paycheck and you're there to serve the customer so if you don't go above and beyond you know if you first, especially when you're new, you're new, you're new, just let it go. You have an idea. It's the greatest idea ever. Let it go. Let it go. Unless it really, unless you really see something that is very bad, that's going to cause a lot of issues, let's say. Right. And if you're just like a junior person, like a help desk person or something like that, just do your job bare minimum. Don't try to get new ideas and, and go in there and change everything they don't want they really don't want that government does not want that they don't care about that they're just there to get a job really that's true really 
And listen, if they ask you, hey, how do we change this like this, like this, and how we make it better? Just offer them one suggestion. Because what you're going to see is if you offer them, if you offer them a bunch of things, they may not do them. So how's it going to make you feel like, why did you ask me? Why did you ask me if you don't want to change, right? And so if your personality is such that you want to help people, then you're going to feel a certain way like, huh, why don't they, why did they ask? Why did they ask me if they don't want to do it? Why did they ask me if they don't want to change? They ask you probably most likely to see what you would say. And just give them one little small answer. Okay, a little small answer, little a little small tidbit, let's say, of something small. Maybe even maybe even try this the first time. Because you'll you're gonna know right away if the person asking you the question is looking for because maybe he or she doesn't know their own job. And maybe they see you as a new person. Maybe so here's a scenario. Maybe they've been working there five years, maybe they're a leader, manager, whatever it is, and they don't they don't necessarily get the ideas from other people working there because they've already put in the system. Like, Hey, if we give them our ideas, then nothing, nothing gets done anyway. Right. So why even tell anybody, right? What's the point here? And so they're thinking the people there, like we don't want to give ideas because nothing's going to happen anyway. Okay, fine. Good. And you come along, you're a new person, let's say, and you come in and they say, Oh, Hey, what about these ideas? And how do you change like this? And you know, the answer to, th- to that is, you know, I really haven't, I really don't understand fully yet. Uh, give me a week or so and I'll, ha- and I'll have something for you. And you write it down. Maybe you, you write it down. You have a notebook, of course, right? You write it down. You write down what they ask you and that's it. And that's it. And then a week later, if they ask you, write down a, something simple that you think. Really something simple. Something that they've already done, let's say. You probably know, okay. Because you're going to know in a week's time if they've done it already, right? And then when they come back to you and say, hey, uh, I asked you, you know, you have any ideas for blah, blah, blah. And then you you wrote it down and you say like, well, uh, I, I was going to ask, I was going to mention this, but since I've been here in the past week, I've seen this done already. And then they're going to say, oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's been done. Yeah, right, right, right. And and definitely if you have a lot of certs, just put one cert on your, one certification on your, on your, you know, your, what's the word, your email your signature email signature just put one one certification that's it one if you if you don't have any don't don't put any but if you have one if you want to put one don't put two or three don't put two or three your in you when you talk to your coworkers so sometimes believe it or not sometimes coworkers in the government sector it's a, it's a it's a small group of people you know, actually in the government sector. And so not that they don't hire the best of the best, but the people that usually work for the government are just, they're there. And okay. Cause the government doesn't do things fast. They don't do things uh, efficient necessarily all the time. Just to put in perspective, let's say, right. One, a government, let's say a government contract, right. A government. So one day in the government, or no, sorry. One, I would say one month in the government, the amount of stuff they do, is maybe a week. Let's say a week. Let's give them more credit than that. Let's say one week in the government, now government contract, not not military. I'm talking about government contractors for IT stuff, right? Help desk or whatever. So one week's worth of stuff in the government is equivalent to one day's worth of stuff in the commercial sector. 
and one week's one and one one week's worth of stuff in the commercial sector is equivalent to one day's worth of work basically at say like a fan company such as Google or Facebook or one of these large data centers like that, one of these large entities basically. So that's how you kind of, that's my view anyway, having worked in all of them except for like say Google or Facebook, I can tell you that that's kind of the level of, of the complexity or whatever. I used to say it was more, but I'm gonna give the government a little more credit than that, a contract anyway, a little more credit than that. Now that's, that's, that, now that's the state side. That's America. That's the state side commercial. That's uh, state side government contracting, right? Now let's talk about overseas contracting, working overseas, right? Same kind of thing, though, a little different. You still have the people there who work in their 10, 12, 15 years or whatever. You still have people coming in who are like, why are we spending money, blah, 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 right? The difference being is they don't want to rock the boat themselves because they have a good thing going. They have a good thing going. And you're you're a uh, you're a person who is from their area. You're from America, let's say. You go there to this other country, so they they don't want to see you leave because if you leave, they have to do more work. That's kind of how they view over there. You come in, you're new, and and again, if you're like you're like uh, do 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 go 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 do all these things, right? They're definitely going to. They they want to help you do that essentially. They want you to do their work for them. That's how it works over overseas. So if you go overseas and you're just like, I want to do all these things, guess what? You're volunteered now. You're going to do those things. Oh yeah, we got all these projects here. Here go go go. They're still not going to take your advice in like how to make changes. They're not going to do that. But they're gonna, but they're definitely going to let you do a lot of the work. So it's kind of a fine line between like when you go over there, you have a notebook. You, you have a notebook in hand and you say, you just, you're quiet when you go overseas, especially when you're, same thing, say it's, but more so overseas, you go there, you're quiet, you have a notebook, you write down what they say, your tone is lower a little bit, you just observe, observe, your first week you want to observe, really you want to observe everything, how are people working, um, you know, there you're not there to fix things, you're there just as a, a person filling the spot to do a job, to work on something. You're not there to fix any of the issues. You just just put that out of your mind. You're not there to fix their problems. You're not there 100%. Unless you're like high-level Cisco, CCIE, something like that, then yeah, okay, you're there for that, fixing network problems or whatever. But if you're just a regular like help desk person or whatever, you're just there to do the job. Button seat, do the job. Help the customers, done. That's all you're there for. You're not there to do anything else. You're not there to fix things or make it better. They don't care about that. No, no. You're just there to help the customer done. You'll you'll definitely know this when you get there and you see some server equipment on the ground or sealed boxes or whatever and they or if they say stuff like, "Yeah, we're working on getting this done or whatever," right? And maybe you <laughs> look at the people around them kind of how they respond to that that saying. They're going to really there's a tell there like, "Oh, okay. That's not really how it works here." You know, they they're slow to move, right? Essentially. And there could be a hundred different reasons why they're slow to move on stuff, but you don't, that's not your concern. Your concern is just there, help the customer, get the money and that's it. Go home, be the introvert at work and just, okay. Okay. I'll just go. Okay. I'm going to do what you say. Done. That's it. Write in a piece of paper. I'm going to do this. Done. You go home, you have a lab at home. You can ship your lab overseas with you. 
you can, you know, buy uh, some servers overseas with you. A lot of times if you, especially like if you live overseas, they're going to have a house for you, like an apartment, probably going to share it. We have a roommate, let's say you might have your own. Uh, you're definitely going to have access to a car. And let, you know, if you have a driver's license in that country, you're going to have, uh, you know, you can drive the car. If you don't, you're going to share a car with a bunch of people in your first like couple months there. You're going to just ride with them to work every day. And, and that's it really. Right. So you have a lot of time on your hands, like on the weekends, especially to do like explore. Maybe you want to learn something better, learn a skill or whatever, just, uh, go on like Amazon or whatever, have it delivered there, like a server. You can start with a computer laptop. You can start off with uh, VMware tools or VirtualBox and just learn some more skill sets there or take some of the courses on Udemy, let's say, and learn more skills and hone your skills and learn more, learn a lot more, and then uh, and then be a, a more viable candidate when uh, when you want to uh, get go to the next job. What, what you don't want to have happen is this. You don't want to be a person that there's a job and there is a skill set that they need. Maybe they upgrade their skill and they don't need your skill set anymore. And you're like, whoa, maybe there's a cert you didn't get or you need a cert or whatever. But if you're always working on something in the IT field, you always have a job. And you don't have to worry about, okay, am I secure in this job? Because overseas, there's a lot of contracts overseas, a lot of contracts overseas where people can just go, you know, leave the country for a month or two weeks or whatever, or a day, whatever, and then come back and work for that other company. And then you're on the same location, but you're doing a you work for a different company, essentially. Same place, different, different company, because you might even do the same work, but for a different company. So in order, let's, now we're on the subject of like overseas jobs, right? How do you get overseas contract job, let's say, right? So how do you do that? You go to like comptia.com or no, .org, sorry. And you get a security plus CE, which is security plus CE, which is forget what it stands for CE, but oh, continue education. You get that certification. You put that in your resume. Now you can get a job overseas. You doesn't, not, not automatically. You have to apply, of course, but you could definitely get an entry level help desk job. If you have a little bit of skill, like for instance, you work at Cytel, Cytel.com. And you get, say, a month of, of knowledge. And while you're there, you learn help desk job, help desk skills. And because you get the foundation, you have the foundation from working at Cytel, the customer service, the soft skills. And then you go and get maybe the help desk skills. The help desk skills, along with that security plus, is going to your chances for getting a job are, are a lot, a lot higher. Because that security plus is the one thing they need. They can't. They can't teach you that. They, they can give you an interim clearance, let's say. They can give you an interim clearance, whatever, right? They can do all that. You have the skill set, the help desk skill set. And you just don't have, if you don't have the Security Plus, they can help you because the government says they have to have Security Plus, period, plain and simple. And it's a $315 test. And most people in the States aren't going to go and take that test. So your, your competition is very low for going, for working overseas if you have that if you have that security plus test out there readily available a promo going right now it's for my Commvault 11 beginner course and the coupon code is until march 1 underscore 2022 so this coupon is good until march 1st of 2022 so if you're out there 
and you want to take this course, it's a it's a free course. It's free now. I mean, of course, the coupon is free. Uh, you can sign up at. Uh, I'll put the show no- put the link in the show notes. But the course, so it's at uh, Teachable. So if you go to Gary McNeely IT, so I the letter I the letter T dot Teachable dot com, and the for the course is Commvault eleven eleven beginner course, and the coupon is until March one underscore. 2022. Thank you.